We have a very special interview today with wide receiver Zay Flowers, who's going to talk about his new NIL deal and his future with Boston College. All of this in Mitch Wolf on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. As I said, we're going to get into an interview with Zay Flowers in just a moment. Now, before I prep that, this was an interview done by a friend of the show, Jack Coleman. I couldn't make it to the interview myself. Jack's been on our show. I've been on his show. He is a BC senior, and he was able to get to McGovern BMW to talk, or McGovern Motors, excuse me, to talk to Zay Flowers about his new NIL deal. And it's an interview you're not going to want to miss. Uh, before we jump into that, some just quick little, little news from around Boston College. Uh, Brevin Galloway entered the transfer portal on Monday which was a surprise to not only us, but apparently Brevin Galloway, who didn't even realize he had an extra year of eligibility until the beginning of April, as he said in his tweet. Um, you know, Galloway was a guy that really set the culture for Boston College basketball. Uh, not the best shooter. You know, he was playing with one leg throughout the season, and I know people were tough on him, but, you know, he gritted through it, and he, as much as Earl Grant, I thought, put that culture down and he's leaving Boston college better than when he entered here. So uh, he's going to, you know, he's going to try another place and good luck to him. Now here is Jack Coleman. He has a podcast you need to check out called what's Podden with Jack Coleman. It's a, it's like a lifestyle podcast. He talks about everything uh, between, you know, Boston college sports, video games, lifestyle. He asked, he, he had me on a couple times or he's had me on once, but he asked me, he had me on there for a whole hour talking about everything from roller coasters to, to BC sports. So check out what's Podden with Jack Coleman and you can follow Jack on Twitter at Juke M. Coleman. So Juke, J-U-K-E-M, Coleman. And make sure to follow him. He did a he did a huge favor for Lockdown Boston College, and we all thank him. And now here's his interview with Boston College wide receiver Zay Flowers. So, Zay, let's get into it. This is a great day here yeah. today. You know, it's not every day that you're getting a brand new car um, and getting to roll off the lot. So what's it like being here today at McGovern um, and making this NIL deal, this this pretty groundbreaking deal for a BC athlete. Yeah, um, I just wanted to thank um, McGovern for um, giving me the opportunity to represent their brand, and Doug Phillips, and also like from Accelerated Sports, helped make this happen. He connected with my agent Eric Dunn, and it's a lot of BC grads at McGovern, so that made it easier for me, like the BC connection. So that was also an opportunity to connect with the grads from BC. So was that what went into this decision for you? Like, why did you think that McGovern and you made such a great deal and, and a, a working relationship? I mean, we we all attended Boston College, so mm. that made it like an easier connection to build. And also, like football fans, they love the football team. They love the culture that we create at De Boston College. Definitely. And, you know, we're sitting in the car right now. It's beautiful. BMW, uh, what's the exact model? We got to hear you say. It's your car now, man. <laughs> it's an X6M. There you go. And, and boy, is it beautiful. Um, so what went into the decision-making with picking out this car? Like, uh, I just wanted something that like I was comfortable in that fitted yeah. me. And I think the red insides. I was going to say, I knew, the, I knew the red was a personal <laughs> decision. So 
looking ahead to football season, what, what does it mean to you to have Phil back? I mean, the two of you being able to come back now and take care of some unfinished business, what's that like? I feel like um, this year we can show, like, the connection we really have. In the past few years, we really, like, couldn't because Phil got hurt and yeah. there's been some things on the field. But other than that, I think we're going to show, like, why we're the best duo in the ACC and show the country, like, we, like, in the top spot. Definitely, man. Um, so how are you adjusting to the new offensive coordinator, John McNulty, and wide receiver Coach Wyatt? Um, Coach McNulty just makes everything easier on my end, and he helps with whatever I need, and he puts in, like, plans and plays for me that to help me get into open space. And Coach Wyatt, he just helped me. De- he developed my game to a whole other level since I've been with him for the past two months. Hmm. He helped me become, like, more of a receiver, what I was missing. He was what I needed. I mean, you say take you to a whole nother level, and whatever we have seen out of Zay Flowers in the past couple of years has been next-level stuff. What do you think that next level is for you? Uh, you just got to watch. <laughs> All right. I bet we will be. Um, outside of that, in the wide receiver room in general with some of the other guys, what's that energy like coming into this year? Oh, it's a lot of energy. We all excited for the new offense. We all excited about Coach Wyatt. We all excited about the things we're going to do. Like, right now, I th- we, we can roll eight deep, but... No problem. We got a lot of talent in our room. Definitely. And looking ahead to the season, for yourself, for the team, what are some goals that you really want to have? I just want to be the last team standing in the ACC and just take it week by week and show that we're not just an average team. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So let's break that out a little today. Um, I know if I was getting a brand-new car, first thing I would do is plug my phone, get my phone all connected in so that I can bump music wherever I'm going. What is the first song you are playing when it's you one-on-one in the car and you're driving around campus? What is that song? I might play my music. Oh, you got some tunes. But if it's not me, I'm uh, I'm definitely choosing probably Kodak Black. Kodak, okay. Yeah. Which one? Any any specific song? song? Um, Never let them know your next move. <laughs> um, probably Elite Division. Okay. Which which uh, was that a tape or an album? That um, album that he album. just dropped. The newest one. Yeah. Got you. Um, no, I think Pimpin' Ain't Easy was one of those. Only. Oh, Pimpin' Ain't Easy. That's crazy. Yeah. That song's that, that's, that's top 10. Yeah? Yeah, that's top 10. Um, is there any specific, like, destinations you maybe want to go in the car? Whether in the area, outside of that, when you got some free time? Um, no, I just want to show off, like, yeah. that it's a beautiful car. <laughs> and I'm in it. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, are you looking forward to the drive back to campus? I know for me, I love taking that lap past lower, yeah. picking out whatever like specific song, low in the windows, and, yeah. and everyone just take it in. So are you going to do that at any chance? Uh, probably on a sunnier day. Mm, I like that. I like when, that. It, when, the, when the car is like gloss, yeah. then you can see the real color, you can see the <laughs> inside. So I'm take it easy today. I, I know a lot of guys, too, will have a name for their car. You going to have a name for for the car? Ah, uh, I got I to gotta take some time with it. It'll I got to fill it out. It'll yeah. come to It'll you. It'll come. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, is there anything else that you'd like the fans to know this upcoming season? Uh, anything in particular? Any words? That is going to be a hell of a year. Oh, let's go, man. I love it. All right. That's all we got for today. This is Locked On Boston College with Zay Flowers, and we'll catch you guys next time. Yeah, thank you. So, again, really great uh interview there with Zay. Glad that we had Jack on to uh, do that. Now, Zay, he got a brand new BMW, and it showed the power of you know NIL deals. I think this was something that I did not expect BC to be able to, to manage with. But as Zay said in his interview, you know, McGovern the, Motors is run by Boston College grads that like BC football. They're out there. 
BC graduates are in some pretty high priced, um, you know, lucrative um, business ventures. So this could just be the start of some new things. And it it could show that BC can hang, hang in this NIL market because, you know, you look at some of the other deals that are going on. You see like offensive linemen like down south, like, you know, promoting rib rib stands and stuff like that. That's nothing compared to what Zay just did. So, yeah, there's going to be the Bryce Youngs and, and the, um, you know, the guy, for, the quarterback from USC, Caleb Williams. But, you know, BC, I mean, you're you're getting a brand new BMW. That's a great deal right there. So, in a moment, Mitch Wolf is going to join us. And I wanted to get, we missed Mondays with Mitch on Monday because Mitch had to travel. He's going to give us his perspective on the spring game. And as someone who is into the scouting aspect, he'll tell us what he thought of what he saw on the field. Now, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find us on all your latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Now, if you were betting on the Red Sox this weekend, you would have been struggling. But if you hit those Yankee numbers, you're feeling pretty good if you're living up on Bet Online. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. You know, if you're not into the game-to-game, I am a big fan of some of their future stuff. During football season, I had a whole bunch of futures that I did, including Georgia winning the national championship, hit that. Jamar Chase winning that uh, AFC uh, Rookie of the Year, hit that. There's some there's stuff up there right now, and I'm considering I'm waiting for the over and under on Boston College. When that goes up on BetOnline, you better believe I'm going to be hitting on that. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Head on over to BetOnline, where the game starts. This is A Flowers, and you listen to Locked On Boston College. So usually we talk to Mitch Wolf on Mondays, but we had a little scheduling uh, busyness this weekend. So Mitch is joining us. We'll call it Takeover Tuesday for Mitch. Mitch, how's it going? <laughs> it's going good. Yeah, I was traveling, so uh, and I was a few time zones away, so it would have been tough uh, just getting that to work. Uh, but my middle name starts with the T, so we can just you know it still works on Tuesday. So. All we'll get right. into yeah. it now. <laughs> yeah, you could always be creative and make things work, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to continue our t- discussion of the spring game. In our first segment, we had Zay Flowers, uh, our interview with Zay Flowers. And, it, he, you know, he talked about his connection with Phil Jakovic. We didn't see any of Zay. Zay played, <laughs> I think, in two punts, I believe was the, the um, extent of his game. I was in the game, and he basically spent the whole game talking to kids in the front row, which was kind of cool in general. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just playing catch with them, doing all sorts of stuff. But it wasn't it wasn't about Zay for this game. What were some of the things that stood out to you, Mitch, about, you know, just kind of watching back uh, things that caught your eye? So obviously, like you said on yesterday's episode that, you know, this, they were very limited in terms of the types of plays they're using. Like, you know, the, the run plays were very basic, just a lot of inside zone, you know, not a lot of complex blocking schemes, uh, stuff you're going to be able to game plan against. Uh, passing game, like you said, was a, a little more diverse, uh, but most of the stuff that happened was kind of off schedule stuff by Phil. So it, you know, not exactly translatable, but, you know, Phil looked good, which is nice to see. Um, the offensive line was struggling a little bit, which it's nice to see that the uh, defensive line was playing better. A little concerned the offensive line wasn't playing as well. Um, offensive playmakers, I, I thought it was interesting that when the announcers were talking about Zay flowers, they compared him to Wandale Robinson, who's a wide receiver from Kentucky who's in this draft class. And um, when I was thinking about Xavier Coleman, that's who I was thinking of, because if you know anything about Wandale Robinson, he was this like all time 
recruit coming out of Kentucky, like set all kinds of all purpose yards records, went to Nebraska originally and transferred back to Kentucky. And when he was at Nebraska, more so than Kentucky, they used him in all kinds of roles. Like if you go look at his like snap distributions on PFF, like they had him line up in all over the backfield, you know, giving him handoffs, having him throw some passes, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. And that's kind of how I imagine Xavier Coleman being used as this, you know, really a true hybrid player. And they brought up the name Debo Samuel from the NFL because he played some running back and wide receiver. Their body, I wouldn't use that comparison because their body types are so different. You know, Debo Samuel is 5'11", 215 pounds. Xavier Coleman's 5'7", 175 on a good day. So not exactly the best comparison, but the idea of using that kind of a hybrid player is what can really, you know, confuse the defense. And that's where you want to exploit those matchups, you know, getting Xavier Coleman on a slower linebacker out of the backfield. That's the matchup that you want to exploit. All right. Let's talk a little bit of the nuts and bolts of that. Like how would you envision using him? Like, what do you think they, what, how, how do you kind of line him up and, and confuse defenses? I think the, so the good news is that when you have Zay flowers on the field, the defense is going to adjust their coverages towards him. Like that's where you're going to roll their coverage to make sure that Zay is double covered as much as possible, which that obviously allows guys like Jalen Gill to win their one-on-one matchups and Jaden Williams as well. Um, but the biggest thing is just getting him on the move pre-snap. So if you you know get him in motion before the snap at the snap, so he kind of has a full head of steam that gives him an immediate advantage over whichever defender is covering him, which that's obviously best against linebackers, good against safeties, and it's nice against corners, maybe not the best of all the advantages, but it still is effective. So, and just use him creatively, like get him the ball on sweeps, get him the ball on screens, you know, reverses, all this stuff. Like when the way that Zay was being used earlier is career, you know, just find ways to get him the ball in space because, you know, even when they just handed him the ball out of the backfield, like he displayed some really nice vision for a guy that is that hybrid player, you know, you know, he had some nice patience. So, you know, if you can just find ways to make it, make it be unexpected when he's going to get the ball. So again, like the defense is going to be king on Phil and Zay and Patrick Garwo. So if he's, you know, kind of that surreptitious option, that's where you can really find some interesting ways to get him involved. Okay. And um, in, ta- in terms of young guns too, uh, Emmett Moorhead was interesting. I don't think, you know, I think you saw some development is what I said yesterday. And I, and I stick with that, you know, not perfect yet, but you can see that he took some steps in the right direction based off of some of the stuff you watched. What did you notice with, with Moorhead? Yeah. Like he had some, he had some nice balls, you know, not, I think there were a, g- a good amount of times where the receivers dropped it, or, you know, he was able to draw a pass interference. That's, and they were good throws, um, you know, a few misfires here and there, but you know, that happened with Phil as well. Um, but yeah, I thought he looked quite good. I thought one of the interesting things was that it seemed that they they gave Phil a little more leeway in terms of calling when a quote sack happened in terms of him getting touched. And they kind of the clock for Moorhead was a little quicker. And I think that was intentional because they're saying to Moorhead, hey, you need to like speed up your decision making and your processing. Like you need to go quicker to get the ball out. So you're not taking those big sacks. So I thought that, I'm not sure that that was actually what's happening, but just the way I was watching, I kind of noticed that they would have more head on a bit quicker of a clock to try to get the ball out. So, you know, I think that was an interesting way of how they went about that. Now watching the game live, and I'm curious if you noticed it on the TV broadcast. Um, I don't know if it was like a, a, a thing that they were doing for safety, but whenever the defense got close to a sack, the defenders were screaming <laughs> at the quarterback, like, like, like almost like a rebel yell, like, I don't want to do it because I'm going to, yeah, I got you. You know what I mean? But like, (laughs) and I'm wondering if they were doing that on purpose. It was just an interesting little thing that they were doing. And I'm wondering if they're doing that so that the quarterback quarterback knew they were coming or um, could feel the pressure. 
that would that wouldn't shock me because you know a lot of times you saw you know the the edge rushers would kind of come around the corner and Phil would do a nice job of stepping up into the pocket. So you know you're wondering if he's kind of just listening for that and that's his cue to step up. So that is I that didn't really come through in the TV copy, but that is an interesting detail to add on to it. So yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And any other names that stood out to you on the offense? Um, I mean the mahogany touchdown was fantastic as you know, as every, it was everything as, as advertised and more. So that was cool to see. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, like you said, like there were only like eight completed passes from Dracovic. So it, I, I did Taji Johnson looked really good. Um, like you said, there was a lot of uh, pass interference penalties, which was, you know, guys were making, they, they were really close to catches. Like, you know, they had a few catches up near the sideline that were really close. So, you know, it is the spring game. So, you know, it's not gonna be perfect, but you know, if they can get that cleaned up over the summer, you know, this is going to be a really dangerous offense as we expect. All right. In a moment, Mitch and I are going to talk about just some more about that defense. Cause I want to hear what Mitch thinks about the defense and we'll be back in just a moment. This is locked on Boston college, AJ black. Now, just as a quick reminder, if you have not done so already head over to our YouTube page, click on locked on Boston college, just type that into the search bar, hit subscribe, Over the summer, when there's new commitments, when there's recruiting news, when there is anything breaking in the transfer portal, we're going to have up on YouTube breaking news. You're not going to get it on the podcast feed. So if you have not done so already, it's completely free. Just head over to Locked On Boston College on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. We thank you for doing so. Now, Mitch, defense-wise, what were some of the names that stood out to you? I think the pass rush was really the first thing that stood out. And again, that you know, that it's kind of a double-edged sword, you know, you have the defensive ends and defensive line playing really well, but then that kind of gives you some pause about the offensive line. But, you know, like you said, like Ty Clemens obviously had a huge day, got a lot of sacks, a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Um, I think it's interesting how they are adjusting their defensive line to kind of a new scheme where they're having three down defensive linemen, then one kind of stand-up edge rusher, usually off the left tackle side. Um, so they had Chris Banks playing outside a lot. You know, he was kind of playing over at the tackle or just shaded outside of him. So it's interesting how they're kind of uh, moving the bodies around there. And I think part of that is because of the injuries to guys like Marcus Valdez and Sheeta Salah. But I think that that's going to be interesting come season time where they're going to present. And I, again, I don't think they want to give a ton away, but I think when the season comes, they're going to use those guys and some of those younger addressers like Ezraku, Clemens, Akpala, I think they're going to create some really kind of confusing defensive fronts that the offensive lines aren't ready for. And that's going to help them create some more pressure than they did last year. I think they know this coming year that they're maybe they don't have the guys that can just win those one-on-one matchups consistently. So they're going to have to find ways to use schemes, use defensive line games, like stunts, twist loops, what have you to get, uh, more pressure on the quarterback. So, and you can do that without necessarily blitzing. Like you don't have to bring six or seven guys. You can still do it with four or maybe five. Uh, You just need to be smart about it and, you know, be a little more creative than just saying, okay, we're just going to blitz six guys or whatever. Okay. So you're, you're thinking you're going to see some of these young, it it, it looked to me like the younger guys are going to need to see the field at some point. I think they're going to do a lot more of getting, getting those guys in on obvious passing downs, uh, you know, just lightening up the box, uh, you know, maybe only one, quote defensive tackle and obviously those guys like maybe you have cam horsley as you know he'll play over the no he'll play as the nose tackle and then you have marcus valdez she Ezraku, akpala and then you have like all those guys kind of lined up you know maybe in two-point stances across uh, against the offensive line and then they kind of all 
move around and, you know, shift their gaps before and after the snap to confuse the offensive line. So because they don't have that, you know, a Harold Landry type that can be like kind of just a one-on-one game wrecker, you just need to find new ways to be able to get pressure on the quarterback. And, you know, the, the, the unit of the game had to be the secondary. It's what Jeff Hafford yeah. pointed out. Um, I thought even as just watching it, you could see like Elijah Jones, like they were just like tight on coverage and that's, yeah. wh- that's what Halfley loves. And they were just right on their target every time. Yeah. I was glad to see that the refs did, you know, throw a good amount of pass interference flags, which most of them I think were warranted, but you know, it's good to keep the defensive backs in line as well, but yeah, really great coverage all across the board. I think it's going to be really good for the receivers, uh, you know, practicing, you know, I, I think there was one rep where they had, uh, I think it was Jalen Gill against uh, Josh DeBerry out of the slot. And you know, the, those guys go into war every week. Um, and, you know, Zay is obviously a great receiver, but, you know, having guys like Jalen Gill, Jaden Williams work against those really good corners is going to just make them play better. But yeah, I mean, this, I think the secondary is going to be really good. I'm really excited for the future of like Cole Batson playing. So if you mentioned him, you know, he's a really unique dynamic player, um, you know, it, it, a few years down the road, him and Sayone Hala are going to be a, really interesting pair that are going to be uh, roaming the back end of the defense. Yeah. I think this is going to be the first year we're going to start to see um, Jeff Halfley's true defense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Last year, I think it was the linebackers that kind of evolved the first year. It was more the technique with the defensive backs that I thought he did a great job Mm -hmm. this year. It seems like it's going to be the complete package. Yeah. I think, you know, they had really good numbers last year. I think some of that, you know, was kind of skewed by the context of the opponents a little bit, but I think this year they're going to, put up some really impressive numbers and, you know, ideally with the offense being a little more consistent, uh, they'll be able to play better as well. And, you know, they'll be able to shut opponents down. All right. So Mitch, any last thoughts about the spring game? Uh, the, the other funny thing was the announcer talking about, yeah, this, the offense just really lacked explosive plays last year. It's like, well, yeah, the back quarterback was in and he couldn't come, he couldn't actually throw the ball beyond 20 yards. So that's going to happen. So I kind of wish they'd done a little more research there, but um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was an interesting game. Obviously, you know, like you said, there were only a handful of plays that were quote new. Everything else was pretty basic, but any, like, a good amount of guys were missing, you know, Joey Lucetti didn't dress Zay flowers, barely played like you mentioned. Uh, and then the other defensive guys didn't play. So it's, it's this team. And I think is still me work in progress, but I think that, Come September, I think that they're going to be a formidable force in the ACC. And I was re-listening to Halfley's press conference. And for the folks out there that like this kind of stuff, I think the really interesting thing that he mentioned that I failed to mention was that he did say that they're still kind of poking around in the in the transfer portal. He mm-hmm. said we might take like one or two more guys. So um, keep keep your eyes open um, about that as well. And some of those positions that maybe you think look a little weaker, I think. We, I, I mentioned on the website that he's offered, they just offered an offensive tackle. You know, they're going to, they're going to be looking for some help, I think as well. So this, yeah, I mean, this, if they can, if they can do kind of what they did last year and maybe find an IGM kind of player um, to really shore up the linebacker room in terms of experience, but also athleticism. And, you know, maybe they can kind of luck into getting a, a, a pass rusher that can win those matchups one-on-one more consistently. Yeah. We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see where they're going to go with all mm-hmm. of that, Mitch. All right. So Mitch, you'll be back uh, next week for Mondays with Mitch. And I'm sure we're going to be talking NFL draft. Yes, sir. You know, we're only a few weeks away now. Uh, it's getting down to crunch time. Uh, I think next week we're going to kind of, we'll try to touch on the guys that haven't been getting as much pub, you know, Zion Johnson is going to be a first round pick. We all know that now, but we'll still try to kind of shift our focus next week. But in the meantime, you can follow me at Mitchell T Wolf, W O L F E on Twitter. Uh, that's where we'll be posting my scouting reports for PC players and uh, other just general draft content in the season. 
All right. And you can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC or at Locked on BC for the podcast. Make sure to follow us wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. And we'll be back tomorrow for recruiting wrap up Wednesday. I'm going to give you all the recruiting news. And there's been a ton of it over the last couple of days that you're not going to want to miss.